Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. It is a verse-by-verse edition with none other than Dr. R.B. Maynard. How are you doing, Dr. R.B. Maynard? I'm just great. Couldn't awesome. be any better. Pray. Hey, I love, I, I, I really enjoy fall season. I like this time of year. I do too. This is my favorite cooler, time. Cooler, the, the sweatshirt trees weather. begin to change, and yeah, it's been awesome. I went, I went to the uh, workout this morning. Forty-four degrees. Yeah, even in Southwest Missouri here. Mm-hmm. So I always, I say, I like sweatshirts because they're fat boy clothes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Cover up more. Yep. So anyway, on verse by verse, we get into the word. We go through it. We're in First Kings right now. But please like, share, subscribe, and listen to the verse by verse each and every week. We do it once a week. So thank you for that. You can also check us out on the good old Facebook Live, Grace Point Assembly of God. We appreciate that very much. So Dr. R.B. Maynard, let's get into the word. Here we go. First Kings eighteen twenty two, And it's like I tell my Sunday school class, every time we... Uh, meet we start in the middle of a story someplace so uh, this is still elijah with the prophets of baal Uh, so in 22 it says then elijah said to them i am the only one of the lord's prophets left but baal has 450 prophets get two bulls this is 22 through 24 get two bulls for us let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but not set fire to it I will prepare the other bowl and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. And so you have Elijah. We talked about it a little bit last week where he kind of stood alone, and now he makes the statement, I'm the only one of the Lord's prophets left. Now, I don't know how all that played out, why he was the only one or maybe the only one that God was speaking through at that time. I mean, surely there was another prophet somewhere, but, you know, he's kind of standing alone here. You know, these words that I'm saying, I don't have, you know, a, uh, a board meeting. I don't have 10 other prophets that I can call that, you know, that will say, yeah, we, we agree with this prophecy from the mm-hmm. Lord. So, I mean, it takes, I don't know. I, I still think that he, God had to just have a conversation with some of these guys that they would know and be so bold as to how to handle these situations. You know, one time in the New Testament they were talking and it said, it seemed good to us, like, and it said it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. But it's still like, well, we don't know, but it seems like. We're leaving a little room for error, potential error. (laughs) So, uh, but... Um, the only prophet left, and there's 450 of them, and, and it makes a statement, 450 false prophets. And, and again, it's in our time, we have fake news. That's the big thing, the false prophets. I mean, we have these guys that are telling us things that aren't true and, and putting fear into people. We live in a world of a lot of fear right now, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is brainwashing and uh, mind control. You talked about that last night. And it is, it is a thing. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, you know, they can't control your mind. They can't make you think something. Or, But there's a certain amount of that that, yeah. that is true. Yep, absolutely. So, so anyway, uh, they surely they knew who God was. But he says, we'll see who the real God is. And these people had never seen Baal do a miracle, I don't think, because – they're still coming. I mean, why would they show up if they really believed that Baal was 
the God. Why would all these people even show up to see this? They would say, "Oh, it's just a, it's a circus." You know, I'm not, I'm not showing up for that. I already know that Baal is the true. But I think there's a bunch of people with a lot of doubt, and and they want to show up to see if this is. And he says, uh, "The God who answers by fire, He is God." Mm-hmm. The capital letter G, He yep. is God, and so. Um, and, and it's going to be a tangible proof. It's going to be something they can see, not just something that um, that somebody tells them. And again, I, I wish we had more of that. We say it every week. I wish we had more of that where God uh, showed himself. I, I used to pray at Willowcrest for some of those kids down there that, and, you know, kids are just being kids. So, oh, there's no God. And, you know, they haven't researched nothing. That's just their – and I, I would – Tell them, I say, you know, I'm going to pray that you see something happen in your life that you'll be able to say, mm-hmm. only yeah, God, God could God. have done that. Yep. You know, there's no other way that that could have worked out. And so uh, the the prophets of Baal really didn't have any choice. If they refused to do what Elijah was saying, then they were basically admitting uh, defeat and I, we mentioned this before, but they probably thought, well, God's not going to answer Elijah because he's not doing this like he's supposed to be doing it. He's not uh, offering sacrifices in the temple like he's supposed to. And so uh, he's bluffing. In other words, you could look at, well, okay, you know, we'll go for this because surely he's not serious. Mm-hmm. Surely he doesn't really think that God's going to call fire from heaven. But... You know, this is not the first time, and Baal is God of the sun for them. So to call by fire would not be so outlandish for for Elijah to say, you call on him and call fire from heaven, call on Baal, because if he's really a god, then he should be able to do that because he's the god of fire. But there was fire from heaven and and I, I would think they would get a little nervous if they knew the scriptures because uh, Cain and Abel, there was fire. Noah, there was fire from heaven. Abraham, there was fire from heaven. There was fire, fire from heaven at the dedication of the temple. David saw fire from heaven. Solomon saw, fi- saw fire from heaven. Most of the time, that was because of uh, divine approval, that God sent fire to... Uh, to burn up the sacrifices and those kind of things. And it was because of um, divine acceptance. And so this is, if they know those stories, and I'm sure they probably do, those people were probably pretty well versed in Old Testament uh, events that had happened. And so they might be a little nervous. You know, hey, God has done fire from heaven before, the, the real God, but... 1825-26, Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one of the, the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. O oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered, and they danced around the altar they had made. This is... It's similar to uh, a magician who says, pick a card, and you you take the card, and then he'll say, do you want to keep that card or do you want to change it? For In other words, mm-hmm. he's it's more of a, a proof 
if you give them the opportunity to change because it's like, oh, well, I, I knew they were going to pick that card. Well, it gives them an opportunity to change the card mm-hmm. if they want to. It's the same thing here. He's like, you pick, you pick <laughs> the bull. You know, you guys do your thing here, and I won't interfere. There's no trick to this that uh, because – uh, I've done, you know, maybe I filled that bowl full of gasoline, so it's going to take a spark to, you know, I mean, all kinds of tricks that could be. But, um, uh, you know, and the question is, did they really believe that Bale would answer? He's never done it before. Uh, has he ever answered anything before? I don't know. Um, maybe there had been some what we would call magic tricks that had caused them to believe Maybe they were true believers in Baal because they had seen something happen. And we've talked about this before. Satan has power. I mean, there are false gods. There are uh, mediums. Mm-hmm. There are palm readers. Most of that is just somebody fooling people. I mean, it's just a most of it's ridiculous. But, you know, it's like the, the palm reader or the medium that will say, Oh, I, you know, I see somebody in heaven. Uh, have you lost somebody recently? And they'll say, well, I lost my grandpa five years ago. That's, that's who it is. And I'm seeing the letter R. Well, no, his name was John. Oh, J. I see a J. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, they know how to manipulate, how to, to direct people in a path. There's some of it that is complete trickery. But there is some of it that is satanic. Yeah. I mean, I think it, to a certain extent it's all satanic, but it's it's just trickery for some people. But I believe Satan can be involved. I think, honestly, I think some of the magicians, some of the things they do, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know that that's not, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, that there's not a little satanic things involved in yeah. that. Because it's yeah, like, we acknowledge there's a spiritual realm active right. and at work, and that it is available to tap into, mm-hmm. regardless of which team you're on. Right, uh, the, right. The, the Jesus team or the non-Jesus team. You know, my girls the other day were talking about uh, one of their high school friends works at uh, one of the older buildings in Carthage, Missouri, and mm-hmm. talked about how oh, it's haunted, and yeah. you know, do you think that's real? I'm like, sure. And you, I mean, and you are most liable to experience uh, or to encounter what you expose yourself to. Right, so right. if you want Jesus, you can expose yourself to him and the, the effects of what he can do mm-hmm. or produce vice versa. You know, if you want to open right. yourself up to demonic spiritual things, right. they're real, they're available, they can be tapped into, right. but those are not things that I engage in. So I don't have to right. worry about their effects because I'm not tapping into them. Right. I've heard that phrase many times, opening the door, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be wide open. Yeah. You know, yep. you just, little things creep in, and I think a lot of video games, I think there's a yep. lot of uh, satanic things involved in that. That was really my goal last night, which I, I probably, I I, free, I can tell people like they had, they had to question it for a second, speed oh, of light, light versus speed of dark. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm just trying to say, when you expose yourself to darkness, it can come in like a flood right. really, really, really fast. So. Right, right. Did and you I, try that last night? Did you try your flickering your light on and off? But, but I have to tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw <laughs> Kelly and Eddie Stevens under the bus. Uh-huh. I was we were standing in the foyer last night. And everybody was gone, and we were standing out there, and it was Stella and I, and Belinda and Debbie. Uh-huh. 
And they were like, <laughs> where are our husbands? And it's like, well, I don't know. And I walked back in the fellowship hall, and they weren't back there. And I was standing there, and it's like, I hear voices. And I went into the bathroom, and Kelly and Eddie were standing in the bathroom talking. And I said, I bet you guys were in here flipping the lights off and on <laughs> to try to see whether yeah. Pastor was telling the truth. <laughs> if you don't, uh, if yeah. you don't get that, you'll have to watch last right. night's service right. to understand so, that. But, but I anyway. seem to find multiple multiple sources that affirm that, both mm-hmm. scientific YouTube videos, people that practice it. So yeah, yeah. Basically, it was speed. The speed of darkness is faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. That has yeah. nothing to do with God or His power. Right. Like darkness well, is stronger. I think when you turn a light bulb off. It instantly goes off when you turn a light bulb on. It takes a split second for that to mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what the <clears throat> you know in my uh, you know when I used to be a scientist, that was what yeah. I learned yeah. before I became just a regular <laughs> doctor. That, so yeah. Anyway, but uh, but maybe they had seen uh, him uh, answer before because of satanic involvement and stuff, but. He's the God of the sun, so uh, he Elijah uses the very thing against them that they believe in. You know, he could have said, um, I'm going to pray for water to come from heaven, you know, or I'm going to pray for some other. But God knows how to uh, speak to you where you are. You know, he may not speak to me about... Um, playing satanic video games because I don't do that. He's, he's not going to speak to me in that area of my mm-hmm. life. But, but we know clear back with, uh, with Moses when they were trying to get the people out of Egypt, those plagues that came were all directly uh, related to the gods that they worshipped. And a lot of people don't realize, they think they were just random. God just said, well, I'm going to send some flies, and I'm going to turn the river into blood. And, you know, like he just thought of things that would mm-hmm. make their life miserable. <laughs> yeah. But each one of those things, they had a God of the the water, and God struck the water. They had a, a God of the fly. They had a fly God, and God struck that. Mm-hmm. They had a fish God, and God struck the, the waters and the fish died. He was directly, every curse that came against them was a curse that they believed in their God, and he was saying, I'm going to, I mean, I love God in that sense. I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. I'm bigger than your God of fish, bigger than your God of flies, bigger than your God of water, all these things. So he chose, because it was Baal that was prevalent at the time, he chose that as the very thing um, to turn them. so But their response, and I, I love this because I've never seen this before. May, I'm sure it happens in probably more in maybe Africa and the deep jungles and things where uh, they're more uh, cultish, if you would. But they were, uh, it says, they must have grown weary. Uh, they, they called on the God from morning till noon. So, for hours, you have to admire, I guess, their dedication. Mm-hmm. They're calling on the wrong God. But, you know, for us, if you said, um, okay, I want you all at the church at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to pray for such and so to happen. And an hour goes by, and it doesn't happen. 
and people start going home. I mean, and I'm not saying I will, I'm not being judgmental. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I might not, you know, at some point you kind of start losing faith or whatever. And it's like, well, I, I need to go home. I need to do this. I need to do that. I mean, they, these are worshipers of the false God who are probably more willing to worship their God than we would be to the one true God. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said it about uh, Jehovah's Witness, you know, and I know we teach that they're a cult and, and those type things, but, you know, I'm not knocking on doors on Saturday morning yeah. to try to convert people to Christianity, to invite people to my church. And so even though it may be a wrong thing that some of these people are doing, you still have to admire their determination mm-hmm. that they believe more in their God maybe than I do in my own God. Yeah, and I, that's hard to admit, but yep, you know the that kind of fe- speaks for itself. But but they must have been frustrated. They had to be disappointed in their God. They had to be embarrassed that they were doing all this and nothing was happening. And I and and this let me read. This is out of uh, Revelation thirteen thirteen, and this is talking about the deception that people can can be involved. It says. Uh, and he performed great and miraculous signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of men. So even we're talking past way thousands of years ago that these things happened, but then in the future, the book of Revelation, the, uh, the Antichrist is talking about he performed great miraculous signs, causing fire to come down from heaven and earth in full view of men. So, you know, what would have stopped other than God saying, we're not going to have this right now, but what would have stopped Baal from answering? I mean, it's talking about a false prophet, uh, an antichrist that's going to be able to perform miracles, call down fire from heaven. So that's why there's there's so much confusion. It's like again, if you go back to Moses, you know, he threw his staff down and it turned into a snake. Well, what to say? The the magicians that were there did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so sometimes it's not even enough to say, well, God, I saw God do this, and somebody else could say, well, I saw that happen without God. Mm-hmm. So it's not always a proof to people who don't want to believe. They can always write it off as something else. At noon, verse 27, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. And you just have to, I mean, I love the story of Elijah. I mean, he is, he's gutsy. He's sarcastic. I mean, this is a, I mean, I, I like sarcasm and he has got to be the most sarcastic that there is to taunt people about (laughs) the God that they're uh, trying to worship, trying to call down fire. But um, he, I can't imagine sitting to the side and watching, and maybe he's seen this before. Maybe it's not a first time event, but, um, but taunting and talking about the difference. Baal controls only the sun. He needs to listen to you. He doesn't know your thoughts. You need to yell at him. You need to repeat. Um, he has needs. In other words, he's busy. He's traveling. He's tired and he needs to sleep. I mean, he's, he's taunting them things about their God that his God is not those things. Mm-hmm. His God is not God over the sun. He's God over everything. He knows our thoughts. He can speak in a still, small voice. You don't have to yell at him. You know, I hear, and I know different styles of, of preachers. Man, 
some of them just scream yeah. their whole sermon. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I've said it before, but, uh, you know, a lot of people I read one time said, what's the difference in a preacher and a teacher? And it says the preacher yells it and the teacher tells it. Same sermon, just different, <laughs> you know. So uh, I don't know. But anyway. Uh, uh, Teachers I, are just kind of more nerdy to me, I think, overall. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> I'm leaving right yeah. now. I'm offended. But it, but he can speak in still small voice, vain repetitions. It's not going to matter, and I I do understand that we continue to pray for the same things. I mean I I pray every week for my kids. I pray, um, you know, we come to church and we pray for souls to be saved, and you know we continue to do that. But I don't spend all day, you know, get up in the morning. I'm praying for my my two sons today. Lord help them today. Lord, help them. Lord, help them. Lord, please help them. Lord, help, you know, all day long. There's a point where it becomes vain repetition. I mean, mm-hmm. he got he got on to the Pharisees for that. Yes. So that very thing of just, uh, you know, you wear your tassels long and you wear your uh, phylacteries wide and all those thinking that God uh, is going to pay more attention or thinking that God or that people are going to think you're more spiritual because they hear you saying these prayers and, you know, all of those things. But vain repetition, it's vain when you just begin to, uh, you know, I think sometimes, I don't know how God is, <laughs> but I have to think sometimes he's like, I heard you the first time, you know, or mm-hmm. he maybe is saying, <laughs> I already said no with that. I I have to wonder, and, and this would get off into a whole different thing, but I have to wonder um with like someone who's who's uh paralyzed what what was the lady that was um in the ski accident and was paralyzed and she's johnny johnny erickson tata okay she was paralyzed as a young woman and she's she's done great things with ministry has written books she's painted she's i mean she's really done something been a testimony with that life i don't know if at some point you would stop and say, this is my lot and this is my ministry. Mm -hmm. This is my lot in life. I've done far more through my disability than I ever could have done or would have done without this disability. I mean, at some point, do you stop and say, this is, this is what God wants. I'm not asking him to heal me anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I asked him for 20 years and he said, no, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what God's thoughts are. I don't know what it would be like if I was in that situation. Would I at some point say, I've asked all I'm going to ask, and God apparently has said no, so I'm done. Yep. I'm not going to have those, quote, vain repetitions anymore. So I don't know. that. I'm not deep enough into theology to figure that one out. But um, 1828, it says, uh, so they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until the blood flowed. And and this is almost like we will force God to listen to us. You know, he, we've yelled, we've screamed, we've danced, we've done all these things. Now we're going to offer a blood, our own blood, as a sacrifice to our God. And they began to slash themselves with with swords. I mean, I can't imagine the 
you know, the dedication or are they possessed in a sense, these, these false prophets, are they possessed in some sense that, that allows them to go on and on and even to, to cut themselves and, you know, maybe, maybe Baal will feel sorry for us that we're cutting ourselves and, and have to answer. It would be, the only thing I could relate to it is fasting because sometimes we feel like fasting is, is twisting God's arm to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, that, well, if I fast for this, then God has to do it because I sacrificed for this. Or if I give money, God has to bless me mm-hmm. because that's what he said, so he has to do this. And and that's not always the case because God's going to do what God wants to do and feels is necessary. But I, I, I went to this, and we just talked about Willowcrest, but this idea of self-harming, I'm not going to say it's all satanic because it can be, it's a psychological problem. There's lots of reasons for it, but there's, uh, there's cutting, scratching, burning, carving, hitting yourself, piercing, pulling out hair, picking at wounds, there's all kinds of things, and the, the best, in a nutshell, description of that was that it was a substitute for the pain that they feel inside, that if you cut yourself, your mind goes to the pain of that to cut mm-hmm. and takes it away from the pain that's going on. I can't imagine, you know, I mean, we've all been through those times of uh, grief, struggle, uh, depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, you know, anger, all the things, all the emotions. I have never been to a point where I thought about hurting myself to. So I'm not going to just, I can't put that into a category. They're just, that's just crazy. Those people mm-hmm. are just crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is a mental disorder. And when we went to Willowcrest, I mean, you're talking yep. young kids. Yes. That, I mean, they would come in. Now, some of them, honestly, there's, just like anything, there's going to be some of them they think it's cool. You know, well, uh, you know, they showed me their cut or their scar. Well, I'm going to make one too so I can show them I'm I'm tough, mm-hmm. like it's a, a tough yep. thing. So there's always going to be people that just do it for whatever. But when we went to Willowcrest, if we took a, a magazine down there, we had to take the staples out of it because they would take the staples and use them to cut themselves. Yeah, well. When, when we... Uh, uh, Right at the first, we learned our lesson later, but we took, um, we bought sweatshirts, hoodies. We had to take the strings out of them because they could choke themselves. Yeah. Or, well. uh, you know, it's amazing the how resourceful, if you really want to do that, how resource. I mean, you got fingernails. If you want to scratch yourself, cut yep. yourself with your nail, I mean, they would find ways. And some of those kids, like I say, some of them might have a little scratch on them like they were really... But there were kids who came in there that had scars up and down their arms. They were scars. Yeah. I mean, they had been cut. And it's not, a, it's not an idea of uh, suicide. So it's not like cutting deep enough to try to cut vessels and kill yourself. It's just a anguish, you know, mm-hmm. that's so severe that that's – and I, it says uh, – I looked up some numbers, but 17% of people will self-harm. I mean, that's pretty – Wow. If, if we have 100 people in church, 17 
people hmm. are considered, and I, that may not, I'm not saying that in every case, but the average age is 15 years old. Uh, 45% of those 15 year olds will cut themselves. Not, it's not about pulling hair and doing all that. Most of them are cutting, cutting it themselves. Thing. But, uh, and it's, it says there's a 50% increase since 09. So in the last, uh, well, 11 years, there's been a 50% increase and that has to go to, um, just more depression, anxiety, uh, trouble, uh, drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be. I don't know all of the causes behind that, but something's happened in the last 10 or 11 years to cause that increase, hmm. uh, in, in something like that. So, uh, We'll move on from there. But 1829, midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice, but there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. And, you know, Elijah wasn't worried about having to wait, you know, that, well, if I have to wait very long, what if God doesn't answer now? You know, I thought God was going to answer this morning, and now here it is nighttime. but, But Elijah's God is not going to take so long he knows that you know he's not going to have to dance around not going to have to cut himself he's not going to have to yell and scream or anything else it's going to be just a simple prayer that that sees that happen and i i've said it before with prayer my my mother i can remember one time uh we were uh, driving back from california and we're really big rainstorm and this was before interstate that's when everything was two lane highway 66 all the way to california two-lane highways through every town <laughs> and uh, but we my dad pulled out to pass somebody and hydroplaned and i can i can remember the car just like spinning and went off in the ditch and i mean we never overturned never hit anything i mean it was just like slid right up to a pole and stopped you know but you know my mom didn't say oh god creator of the universe you see our troubles, please, you know, cause this car. I mean, there was none of that. She was saying, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, by thinking that somehow we have to say some big, long, eloquent prayer to get an answer is just simply not the truth. You know, there's many times that my prayer is, Lord, help me, whatever the case may be. If I'm, if I'm being too critical, Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. If I'm sick lord help me i mean sometimes that's all you know do we really believe that we serve a god who says well i heard you say lord help me but uh you're going to have to do better than that you're going to have to be a little more eloquent or i'm just i'm not going to be able to help you out here and i have a uh old friend who uh became a, a catholic priest and yeah, I see him on Facebook, and he and I'm not making fun of him. I don't think he's listening, but I'm not making fun of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he will post a prayer, and he's he's posted prayers for me. If I said something about, you know, be praying for whatever situation it was, he would post a prayer on Facebook. But it was, oh Lord, we pray thee, uh, come to thy humble servant. You know, I mean, it was very eloquent, probably written out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but God is not any more likely to answer our King James prayer than he is yeah. our passion prayer. <laughs> I wonder if he knows you're a doctor now. 
I don't, I don't <laughs> know if he's heard that or not, but um, I had uh, which a funny story. So anyway, I had I'll, I don't think this person, but anyway, my cousin mm-hmm. came to visit last night. Right. But anyway, uh, he went, first person who came up to us, Kelly, this our secretary, my secretary, and said, "Is Reverend Johnson here?" Oh. And she said, "Who?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. Yeah, that just doesn't. Reverend Johnson doesn't have a good ring to it. Now, Reverend yeah. Rick, Reverend Rick, that's got a good ring to it. So, so maybe this Sunday I'll get up on that old pulpit and say, uh-huh. hey, you know what my name is, right? It's Reverend Johnson. Reverend. So you've ex- been talking to me very disrespectfully I these last two years. a little more. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But I, but his God's not going to take too long. Uh, but I love it that they're praying to their God. There's no response. No answer. No one paid attention. So their false god wasn't even, I mean, they were just shouting to the air. There was nothing out there. Um, and, and the conclusion was if no one answers, no one's listening, uh, Baal's not just hiding behind a door. Uh, I, I thought maybe, well, I better not say it. Some of them were just Jehovah's Witness. But um we better wrap it up. I'll tell my favorite Jehovah's Witness joke, and I don't think I'll offend anybody here. But uh, do you know the difference or what you get if you cross an atheist and a Jehovah's Witness? I do not. Someone who knocks on your door for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish with that All righty. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the uh, Verse by Verse Grace Wind Daily Podcast. I want to encourage you guys, if you're looking at the screen right now, watching us live, I don't always do this, but this is our homepage here. You can listen to us on uh, everywhere, wherever you find podcasts. You can also support, if you can hit that support button, you can support the Grace Wind Daily Podcast. You can also send us a message, interact with us. We would appreciate all of that stuff. So, Praise God. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time.